The Start. On Demand. demand. Our next guest, Natalie Thiessen, has taken the best of Manitoba and put it into a coloring book simply called Color Manitoba, which we've just learned... Natalie, who very modestly, we asked you, Natalie, first of all, welcome to 680CJOB. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. We asked you just a few moments ago, so how's it doing? How's it doing sales-wide? Oh, I don't know, pretty good. And and then what did you reveal? Uh, It's a bestseller at McNally Robinson. That's outstanding. (laughs) So congratulations. Well done. Thanks. So thanks for uh, for coming in to tell us about this book. I guess let's talk first of all about this trend of of coloring books that are geared to a more mature audience towards adults. How how many years has that been now since this trend has kind of blown up? Because I know it's been a few years, right? Yeah, a few years, I think, right. Okay, so why is that? Um, I don't know. I think it it seems like uh, someone just figured out, like, people still want to do coloring books even though they're adults. Like, just because you're not a child anymore doesn't mean you don't like coloring anymore, I guess. I, I don't know. I always hear heard my friends say that they still wish they could do coloring books. Like they miss that from childhood. And so someone brought it back. Well, what, what is it that you like about it? Um, I really like doing it actually. Uh, me and my friend Taryn actually hung out and did coloring together and like just kind of had a chat. It's really nice if you're like kind of a fidgety person. Uh, like me. And Greg and I are both nodding our heads. Super fidgety. Yeah, if you're like, oh, what do I do with my hands? It's like, well, you can color with them. Well, I I think a lot of people that like to color are probably doodlers too, right? Yeah, People who uh, insist on, and Brett, you know this about me, I always have a pen and a paper in front of me and I'm drawing boxes or different shapes or certain words that I like to draw in different types of fonts. But the coloring thing is one of the best things about having kids. You get get to color with them and then you get to, (laughs) to do them, uh, you know, upstand them, right? In terms of uh, one-upmanship. It's like, oh, boy, you guys are not very good at this. You guys need to, this is how you do it. Uh, This is really a neat celebration of Manitoba history at the very same time, isn't it? And some of the fascinating places around the province. Oh, yeah. I did so much research. I I found this great book called uh, The Encyclopedia of Manitoba. I went through that one quite a few times. There's a lot of, like, little trivia facts, like, Lots of like little details about Manitoba that not everyone knows, I guess, like, (laughs) which you'll find out in the book. Like, for example, uh, Flin Flon, the, you might know this, the the namesake of Flin Flon is this sci-fi character. Flin and Betty Flonaton. (laughs) Yeah, Flin Tavity. Did I say it wrong? Josiah, I I don't know how it's pronounced, actually. Josiah Flin and Betty Flonaton? That's what I always thought it was. Josiah Flin and Betty Flonaton. Whatever it is, I didn't know that. (laughs) I I think it's reputed to be the uh, only community in Canada named after a fictional character. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's neat. So how many of these locations did you have to visit and physically sit down and draw what you wanted to put into the book? I would say... Um, I tried to visit as many as possible, although I was working on it from January to like June. So most things were like covered Just in this snow. Year? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Most things were covered in snow, so I couldn't like really get a good sense of them. So I had to do some research online and all that. But yeah, I did this uh, long road trip over to Brandon and kind of got a bunch of things on the way, like uh, the sign at Austin, like the Arden, Crocuses. Or we tried to find the crocuses at Arden, but 
that was not happening. <laughs> it was well, you've just even mulch. got here the International Peace Garden, the, the towers that, that, that came down this past summer. You've oh, got right. them depicted. Yeah. And uh, my boys, uh, whenever we have to go to Minnedosa, sorry, mm -hmm. let me rephrase that. When we get to go to Minnedosa, <laughs> uh, they always know that we're in the home stretch when we hit Happy Rock oh, in Gladstone. Yeah. They think Happy Rock is, uh, is one of the cool uh, things about Manitoba. So you've done a really right. good job at celebrating these things. Uh, why Manitoba? You must be uh, obviously a proud Manitoban mm -hmm. and a great way to celebrate uh, the province. Why did you decide that theme? Um, it was actually the publisher's idea. They kind of emailed me out of nowhere and they had already made one for Nova Scotia, Color Nova Scotia. Uh, so they think they're going through, going through province by province and they were just looking up Winnipeg illustrators and they nice. asked me if I wanted to do it. Well, you know, a lot of people get stuck on things to send, right? We all, a lot of us have relatives or friends in different provinces that we uh, mail Christmas gifts to or, or birthday presents. This would make a great gift for, for people who want to celebrate Manitoba and share the great things about Manitoba with uh, former and, and past patriots, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I heard someone say that they wanted to give it to their friend who didn't live in, Man who lived in like London, Ontario now and uh, used to live in Manitoba. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a nice kind of nostalgia tour. Most people have like been to probably at least half of the places in there. Um, and it's also like a good, good for also like finding out new places in Manitoba to visit, I think. Natalie Thiessen is our guest. She is a graduate of Red River College's Advanced Graphic Design Program, a 2011 graduate. She's been working as an illustrator and graphic designer for the past six years for various clients and companies. And if for somebody who picks this up, like let's say I'm walking into McNally Robinson and I see this book and I want to buy it, but I don't have coloring tools. I don't have, whether it's crayons or pencil crayons or whatever, what are the best tools for the trade to get the Ooh. job done here? Definitely pencil crayons, I think, are best suited to this type of thing because uh, markers will kind of bleed through the page. Um, I would say if you want to go high-end, I would say Prismacolor. If you're, like, being a little cheaper, maybe Laurentian. I actually use kind of like a combo of uh, all these old pencil crayons I had from when I was a kid. And the, the new pencil crayons I had from college, uh, just so I have like a really wide repertoire. You okay. still have pencil crayons from when you were a kid? Yeah. Okay, now hold on now. I stole them from my parents. This is breaking news <laughs> for me because uh, Laurentian was like the top the top name brand. Oh, like if it? you go when I was a kid, if you got the Laurentian pencil crayons, you were Is that your fancy? parents were doing something <laughs> right. There's another line of pencil crayons that's a step up oh, from yeah. Laurentian. What is it called? Prismacolors. Prismacolors, okay. Yeah, they're like very, very pigmented, like they go on like really thick. Oh, I like yeah. the idea. Like uh, I always used to like to work with pastels and those those pastels. Oh, know, that's those, a good idea. Those chalky pastels. Ooh, but, uh, they even come in mm. fancy boxes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I don't want to put on my Christmas list. Big metal cases. <laughs> They're really good. <laughs> so when what's the when you're drawing something that is specifically being drawn to be colored, to be filled in with color, does that make it awkward? Do you find yourself as an artist wanting to do it yourself and then you have to kind of start over because you've, you haven't left enough room to color? Oh, yeah. Definitely had to do, like, a lot of planning and, like, just uh, really, like, test things out beforehand, like, see how it went. I would, like, start to do one and realize it wasn't working or... There's also the problem of you can't really do shading in a coloring book because you don't want to like cover up the spots for people with color. So you have to 
really strategize so that it looks uh, still realistic without the shading. Yeah, because it's a black and white, right? So it's yeah. very stark, right? So it's oh, got to yeah. be a little imposing if you're a traditional artist, right? Because uh, right. it's kind of takes it, breaks it down to its basic elements, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And then you're leaving it behind. Uh, the, uh, but an outstanding job. So did you hand Thanks. do every single one of these? Yeah, is all uh, pen is all. Pretty much, yeah, this little uh, fancy marker, like Copic markers, Micron Copic markers. <laughs> Sounds fancy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I do know this looks really cool. It's called Color Manitoba. It's a book that you can get at McNally Robinson. And a portion of proceeds will actually benefit the Children's Hospital Foundation of Manitoba. So good for you, Natalie Thiessen. 61 pages of some of the most beautiful and brilliant Manitoba scenes ever gathered in one book. Just waiting for you to color them and relax and enjoy. Uh, oh, here's one that I just wanted to, to ask Greg about on the air. Oh, I think. are you going to quiz me? Does this uh, make you relax? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. It's the snakes. It's the snakes. Yes. Uh, that was not very nice. Natalie Thiessen, thank you so much for, tell for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Website, natalietheason.com. The book, Color Manitoba. The news is up next. The Start On Demand is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.